Let's hear from Kalani. Here we go. Had a lot of guys uh, get in the game and play some uh, some reps, so we, we felt like we got some good experience for uh, a lot of our guys on the team. On the team. So, uh, obviously, we had some mistakes. I uh, thought we were able to correct to play clean, cleaner in the second half. And um, I appreciate all the effort that our guys showed and the excitement and the level of competition that they had. They're just they're ready to play and had fun doing it. So uh, thank you to North Alabama for taking the game and sticking with the schedule and, and uh, being here, you know, and um, it, was, it was fun to be on the field with them and, um, you know, wish them the best of luck and, and what they're doing in 2021. I, I believe this is their last game. So just thankful that they're able to be here and play here in Provo and, um, you know, we're, we're looking forward to improving from this game and getting better as we are every week. And i uh, just happy we got the win. Looking forward to getting better, though. All right, let's take some questions from Alex Vihar, then Jay Drew, and then Jared Lloyd. Hi, Coach. I'm Alex Vihar with the Salt Lake Tribune. You guys came in um, tied with Clemson um, at plays that went at least 10 yards or more um today you guys were able to surpass them what is it about your offense that you kind of try to get some of those big plays is it just the personnel or is it kind of scheme that you really like to get those um you really like to get your offense in just performing in that way yeah i I just think you know give a lot of credit to our offensive coaches and i think i think first of all i think we're playing good team football um complimentary football and 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 uh, with the mindset of what our team, our coaches, and, and our, our philosophy is as a program, you know, we're utilizing the skill that we have and, and, and the strengths and and trying to make plays and trying to put as many points on the board as we can. And uh, in order to do that, uh, you give a lot of credit to our coaches, our assistant coaches and the coordinators for making it happen and developing a scheme that Zach would feel really comfortable with and then complement it with everything that we have with the receivers, tight ends. Uh, uh, and with the running back. And so I, I think looking at that and seeing our run game, uh, you couldn't accomplish any of that without an O-line and a, a deep O-line. And then the same thing carries over on the defensive side, being able to play, uh, you know, solid starting up in the trenches with the D-line and then uh, going from there. So I give a lot of credit to, to Elisa Tuyaki, who's our DC, and Jeff Grimes is our OC, and Ed Lamb is our special teams coordinator. Those guys did an amazing job uh, communicating with the players and utilizing the skill that they have, the strengths that we have to try to play good complimentary football and, and get points on the board. I think you're on mute, Jay. Yeah, Kalani, I know your defense was pretty vanilla. You shuffled in a lot of guys, but uh, not being able to force three and outs until basically late in the game, um, and you did have some turnovers, but just overall, what was your assessment of the defense today? Yeah, we can improve on a lot of things, you know, and, and we got a lot of bodies in there. We got a lot of reps. Um, I think getting off the field would be really important. I thought we gave up too many first downs, you know, but um, the effort was there. We created some turnovers. And, um, you know, I think that uh, looking at it, we, we have to be better against the pass. But, um, when you can stop the run, make teams um, more, uh, you know, having to play one side, not being balanced and disrupting them, I think you're going to be okay. So overall, just happy with the performance. I mean, obviously you want to keep keep. – they had some big plays and, and were able to get uh, two scores, two touchdowns on the scoreboard. And we're always going to look at it and try to improve it. But I, I was really pleased with some of the things I saw from 
uh, our players, specifically the young guys. And so, uh, you know, we'll, we'll keep building on that. There's always room for improvement. And we, we, we know there's some on the defensive side, but overall, if we can hold teams to 14 points, you know, we, we should be pretty good. Kalani, you've talked before about how you enjoy watching the game and being on the sideline. When you see Zach make that sidearm throw or avoid that sack in the in the end zone and, and run for 30 yards, how much fun is that for you as a football observer to see a kid making those types of plays? Yeah, I mean, I, from, from every position, I enjoy seeing those guys when it goes well. You know what I mean? And But uh, I've, I've seen him do that a lot in practice, but I, I was always just really pleased with what Zach's doing as a quarterback of our team. And then you see – uh, the coaching that he's getting from from Aaron Roderick, from A-Rod, and, and then you see the carryover that it has and the effect that it has and some of the things that Baylor's doing when he gets on the field and, and Soljay and Conover and all those guys. So uh, a lot of compliment to, to our, our compliments to our, our assistant coach and, and, and our, our quarterback's coach and A-Rod, you know, and, and being able to collaborate with the players or the quarterback position and work with, with Grimes. I, I mean, Zach's starting to feel really comfortable out there and, and – but he's he made those those, those throws. It's been, he's been doing that since he got here. He's just he's got a high level of, uh, of, of IQ in football, and especially that quarterback position. He started to feel really comfortable with this uh, with his role, and and you see a lot of those guys get comfortable with, with the experience that they've had the last couple of years. Even Baylor getting in there and having feeling comfortable in the offense. And so there's some guys that are still brand new on the offense, defense, and special teams that we're trying to get past that uncomfortable, the uncomfortable moment and let, allow them to play fast. And so uh, we saw a little bit of that this game, but it's okay. I, I mentioned before that we're going to sacrifice some stats in order to get our guys to, to get some valuable experience, which will add to our depth. All right, let's have a question from Jacob Hatch, Mitch Harper, and Max Clark. Kalani, I wanted to ask you, you said at halftime that you didn't expect to see Zach come back out. Was your hope to play Baylor, Soljay, and Conover? How are you kind of divvying out the reps in the second half quarterback-wise? Yeah, I mean, we wanted to see how – to get as many reps as we can with all those guys, but it's it's one of those things where uh, I think, you know, we didn't have a lot of plays on offense. I'm looking at it, we had 59 plays on offense. And so uh, I think they, they – they, you know, looking at North Alabama, they possessed the ball kind of slowing the game down a little bit. They did that with everyone that they played. Uh, so when you're watching them against um, Liberty and against Jacksonville State, and then you see them against uh, uh, Southern Miss, they kind of just took their time, slowed the game down a little bit. And that's why um, Liberty scored 28 points. Jacksonville State scored 24 and, and Southern Miss scored 24. And so we knew that we would have to take advantage of the plays that we had. And uh, when you have 59 um, plays and, 66 points that's pretty good that's good efficiency for our offense and uh, defensively we I thought we did some really good things specifically up front stopping the run and and uh you know they they got some some pass plays and credit to them they did some really good things in the past game and it's just something for us to keep learning from so Kalani you guys are the only team in the country right now that's nine and know at the moment uh where do you guys expect to be in those first playoff rankings coming up on Tuesday I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know how that how that works. On Tuesday, all I care about is that we're going to have uh, an opportunity to get better as a team. So that's that's all my focus on. Sorry, you want to ask another question since that was like 
I just went through it real quick. Real quick. Uh, how about uh, you mentioned earlier th- some of the young guys that uh, maybe caught your eye? Who, who were some of those individuals that you thought uh, showed well in their opportunity to get some snaps in? Well, I think um, Malik Moore stands out. He, he made some plays and probably should have had a, another pick, but um, he got you know pushed out of his hands. But I, I think he did some good things. We saw some D linemen get in there and play again. I, it's hard for me to, to name guys unless I just I think Malik made a nice pick. But, you know, um, you saw uh, Kavika played some running back, you know, and, and we're still working with Sione. I thought Miles did a great job of coming in and running the ball. And, um, you know, we're looking to get a first down and in that one, and he just popped it into the end zone. So, um, but really, really pleased with a lot of the things our guys are doing uh, uh, overall. And so I, uh, those are the ones that stand out the most to me. Coach, Isaac Rex had some big shoes to fill in Matt Bushman um, this year, but he has been very consistent um, and consistently dominant week in and week out. What can you say about his progression as a player and his development, um, especially considering the fact that he has a few more years in the Cougar uniform? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's kind of at the point now where we know he's a legit guy, but we've been saying that for a while. We, uh, I think we've been saying that we felt really good with this, with the skill and Dax and, and, and Neil and, and Gunner, you know, we, we knew we were going to be good. It's just a matter of getting out there and letting them make plays. And um, that's, that's a, a lot of confidence that, that our quarterback has on a fourth down to throw it up for grabs to our tight end. And uh, Isaac's got great ball skills and he's really big. And so uh, I like what I've seen from our, our tight end group, like what I've seen from our receiver group and our, our O-line. And uh, we, we took a step forward today as a team getting uh, getting depth and getting valuable experience. All right, we'll take one more question from Jacob Edmonds. Hey, Coach. Um, I just wanted to talk about kind of looking ahead, and you've obviously had two-week breaks already this season, but this one's kind of unique. Uh, what does this week and maybe even the week after of prep look like uh, as you prepare for San Diego State, but with also the potential of maybe Tom scheduling another game this week mm-hmm. or next week? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, there's there's a lot of um, talk from a lot of different people about our, our schedule and everything. I just want to remind everyone that uh, we're the only ones that were committed to playing football in the West in August. So if you're going to assume anything, you should probably assume that we want to get games, you know, and Tom's not a hard guy to get a hold of. So I remember when we were our schedule was still rolling, and that's why I'm thankful to North Alabama to sticking to the schedule and, and coming out here and playing us. Um, there's a time where we, our schedule was looking really, really uh, difficult to look at. We, we didn't know what was going on. There's a lot of things in the air. And Tom worked really hard uh, with our administration and leadership and, and got a schedule together. And, and then so when teams started deciding, conferences decided they wanted to play again, it wasn't really hard for the Mountain West teams in Boise and San Diego State to add us. So it happened really quickly. And so uh, our schedule has been set for, our, for a while. We've been committed to playing football, and so I just want to remind everyone that that we have been that way from the very beginning. We didn't we didn't when things were looking pretty pretty bleak for a lot of teams to play, we stuck within our our our, our leadership and administration. Everybody stuck with it. So, uh, you know, if, if that does happen, then then get get a hold of them because we want to play games as many as possible. I've been really pleased with the way our team handled after after you know we've learned a lot from about COVID and about the pandemic and and trying to find ways to, to stay as safe as possible. And, and uh, just like everybody else, we've been dealing with, um, with our depth and dealing with 
guys that are, that are tested positive and coaches, staff and players. And, and, um, you know, we, we just like everybody else. And so, but my main point is just reminding everyone that we were in this from the very beginning. And so if there's a way that we can get more games and great, but you should probably assume that we want to play more football because that's, that's what we committed to doing from the very beginning when nobody else was doing it. Postgame coverage of BYU football continues with the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show. Brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, guiding members forward for more than 80 years. Let's rejoin the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. All right, the Cougars go to 9-0 for the first time since the 2001 season that opened to 12-0 before the Cougars suffered a couple of season-ending setbacks. BYU wins today's game 66-14 over North Alabama. It was a game, uh, North Alabama squad that came in and, and moved the ball decently well, uh, 14 points to show for it, and uh, and put up 21 first downs. That's that's a good number for any team against BYU. So credit to the visitors for keeping the game on the schedule, being ready to play it, playing well, and, and giving BYU a solid effort. Kalani Sitake, BYU head coach, now joining us on the headset. Kalani, congratulations on the win today. Thank you. Yeah, happy to get that win. And and a word about North Alabama. You already mentioned it in your postgame press conference, but uh, in this day and age, you got to give credit to an opponent for being where they're supposed to be on game day, in a way. Yeah, exactly. And and you know, you're, you're looking at their, they had some guys that were missing too, and and uh, credit to their coaches for getting them ready. But you know, I thought I thought uh, they 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 had a good game plan. They they came in, threw the ball a little bit, tried to possess the the clock, and um, you know, and I, I just I'm glad our guys were able to capitalize on it. I mean. To only have that that many plays on offense and score that many points is a good sign. And defensively, I, I felt like we gave them way too many yards on um, in the passing game. Um, but it, I think it's some really good things for us to learn. And then I mentioned it before: uh, giving up stats for for the, the experience is going to be huge for our depth. Yeah, only Houston had more passing yards and more first downs against you. So credit North Alabama for for doing what they wanted to do and then some today, especially through the air. And you saw again different quarterbacks, you know, different looks a little bit. Uh, they gave you a lot to defend. Yeah, and I mean we we obviously want to do better uh, defending the pass with, with our DBs and linebackers, and and um, you know I think there we we've got to disrupt the throws a little bit more. Maybe it's our it's our zones or our man coverage things like that we've just got to find ways to defend better you know and, and uh, credit to them for making some great throws and making some great catches but I just felt like there there was a point where they were a little too comfortable just being able to get out there and, and throw the ball around a little bit and then you know when when they do catch the ball we have to find ways I, I think we had some missed tackles in the first half they were just not like us guys not coming to balance and not getting their body position right I know that I'm looking at some of the linebackers missed tackles early and on a, on a check down throw and that should be five yards and it turns into 12 that's not a good sign so uh, we were able to settle down a little bit focus on the fundamentals in the game and and uh, find ways to get out of out of drives hey coach one of the things that I thought was uh, there were more bad at balls I believe Greg four I, I think felt like four deflections yeah, four de- at the line of scrimmage from from the defensive line having been a guy that I know has spent a lot of time uh, with that position group and coaching technique like that so when you talked about disrupting the passing lane, things like that, that's one of the ways I thought that uh, your defense was particularly effective today. What, How do you kind of go about putting your guys in position to be able to do that? Because as a guy who was, you know, six foot sitting there trying to stare over six, five monsters, that was always something on, on the top of my mind, and it's an effective defensive tool. 
Well, you're you're exactly right. But the pass rush is is something that's got to be. Um, it's it's like a, it's 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 got to be coordinated. Meaning, um, people think that just you're getting there and do, doing whatever you can to get to the quarterback, but you've got to collapse it a little bit. You've got to, in order to get batted balls, it's not just standing at the line of scrimmage jumping. It's actually closing the the, the distance and getting your hands up um, in, in being near to the quarterback. Right. So, uh, just being at the line of scrimmage and timing and jumping doesn't work for you. So being able to collapse the pocket more and get in his face and getting some knockback is key. And then if we can flush him out of there, it's chasing him down. There's there's a couple times I thought we should have had sacks turn into a negative play for us, and then we'll learn from those. But there's also some times where I felt like um, we took the outside and should have taken more of a bull rush or getting to the quarterback's throwing uh, lane, meaning getting to his his uh, side of vision. for It just disrupt his vision a little bit. It's not just sacks. It's like getting in the in the way and so he can't see defenders and can't see coverage even so that stuff we, we we'll, we'll keep working on it but i it got better i felt like the guys got used to it and started feeling the timing and everything down and and um that all that combined with being able to stop the run was key for us and i thought the d-line was in the right spot to really disrupt the run game which forced them to throw a little bit and when they throw, we need to come up, come down with sacks and, and turnovers and picks. So that's that's how it works. And we were able to get some turnovers, but most of them were forced fumbles. I think, think two of them, and uh, mm-hmm. I think we we should have had some interceptions as well. So 66 points on 59 plays. That's great efficiency. Zach, another tremendously efficient game, his season high in pass efficiency for him. How satisfied are you with the result overall, Kalani? Well, I'm I'm really happy. I mean, we, we talked about playing at our best, and you say that, and it's like you, no one plays 60 minutes perfect, right? But um, as long as we can try to, that's that's the key. And and I saw the effort. Um, you when you're dealing with going against an opponent, you you deal with them and their schemes and everything too. And um, they they were well prepared. I, I thought uh, uh, North Alabama was well coached. Um, they're physical. They try to do as much as they can, and they try to take advantage of uh, the slowing the game down, trying to stay close with it, and. I thought we were able to just blow them out of the water by being aggressive and and uh, playing good complementary football on, on all three phases. So for a while there, Kalani, people looked at November 28th as, as a possibility for another game as it was open. And, but now that we're a week away, safe to say it's unlikely something pops up next Saturday for you? Or how, how, how do you feel about that? Yeah, now that we're in Saturday, I mean, we've had plenty of time. You guys heard me in the post game. I just, I mean, we want to play. We've We've said that for months now we've been doing that from the beginning i reminded everyone that we were committed to playing football when everybody else said they weren't you know they were looking at doing a spring schedule and so tom homo has been working on it he's he's been fielding a lot of questions a lot of phone calls and um but the time he's got to be right it can't be sprung up on you mm-hmm. on uh you know on a sunday it's got to be f- earlier and and maybe um with all the policies and protocols that people are coming up with we we've been through this we've been through this longer than most of those other teams and so we had an an opportunity where we an an issue where we got in trouble with contact tracing and some positive testing and we had to miss a game Uh, from that moment till now i think we've had a really good uh uh setup as far as playing the the seven games in a row yeah and then you look at the things that we've learned and picked up along the way our testing protocol has actually been really really good you know and, and us doing it three times a week and the PCR test has been really, really good for our for us and handling any uh, any um, things, any issues having to deal with the pandemic. So, 
I think we're in a good spot, but I, I know that there's all these teams and all these pro, all these conferences that are making demands. And, um, you know, if, if, if it's about playing football, then I've said it before, we're committed to doing that. We were committed before anybody else decided to come back and play. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure how many teams will actually get to 10. So if 10 is all that's there, that's nothing to be, um, you know, too bummed about. That, that's going to be a good number, especially if you win them all. Yeah, and, and with, uh, with missing the one, you know, um, the Army game, um, that 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 would have been great to have eleven. I yeah. mean, we uh, Tom was really trying hard to get twelve, you know, and, and so I think it's it's a, it's a it's a common thing now to see games be canceled and things like that, and yeah. and and so uh, with this whole concept of gratitude and 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 uh, appreciation, we're happy that we're sitting at nine games and we have a tenth one scheduled, and hopefully we um, you know if things work out right, maybe we will get another one. Who knows? But we're always game for that, and then. Um, it's just it's got to be within reason. Like you, you can't spring it up on a. I, I thought I thought Cal UCLA doing that on a Thursday was kind of that's that's a hard one to prepare for, mm-hmm. and they played on a Sunday, you know. But uh, first of all, Sunday is not an option for us, and so as soon as we uh, know and can schedule something, then then away we go. If not, let's just focus on what we have right now. But that's been scheduled for quite a while. Tom's had we've had the schedule here for quite a while, so those. Two open weeks that we had open have been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, hey, before we go to break, did you hear the San Diego State final? I didn't. They're playing Nevada today, right? Nevada beat them 26-21. Wow, they've had some close ones. That's a, Nevada's a good team. I know uh, Jane O'Rell's doing a good job there. So that, that's Coach, a, you're going to – first and goal from the six, the QB. Uh, I'll just say that uh, Nerves got the best of him. He had two just – terribly errant throws they ran it once got stopped short on the third and then the fourth the fourth down play you'll see it on film i was i was a little disappointed obviously cheering for san diego state you know it bumps up the strength of schedule and all that stuff anyway yeah they fell short they had the ball first and six with a little over a minute to go couldn't punch it in was the game in california it, it, or in no, Nevada? In Reno. In Reno. okay yeah. yeah that's a tough place to play and and you know, i mean the game of football is weird matchups are weird you know and and i mean i, I didn't i didn't think North, North Alabama was going to have this many yards or first downs against us, and um, I say that we'll, 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 you know, we'll give up stats for experience, but I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, I guess. I want mean, it if, all? Yeah, well, I, I don't want to give up so, any stats. I mean, other than positive for us. But. So I'm a little bit of a Packers fan, right? It took a comeback late in the fourth quarter for the Packers to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars, right? Who were playing about as poorly as any team in the NFL going into last week. <laughs> to, to your point about the game of football is just one that you can't predict. Yeah, and 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 it's weird. It, 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 like you have spurts of momentum and all this, where you can with our team especially. You've seen our offense just all of a sudden explode and. Momentum goes crazy, and all of a sudden, all these points show up on the board, and I think that happens even with our defense. And 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 we gave up a lot of yards. The points is what matters the most. I, I kind of like the way that we finished. I like the way that we respond. I thought we played with some temp penalties early in the, in the in the first half, and I thought we cleaned that up in the second half. We didn't mm-hmm. make a lot of the substitution errors or anything like that. We're really starting to um, click on all cylinders right now, and it's it's nice when you have to pick apart and find little things to 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 you know improve on but that that's the that's a sign of a, a team that's got some depth and some great leadership all right closing comments from coach sataki coming up next 66 14 byu over una and you heard it right here on the new skin byu sports Network.
You're listening to the Cougar Postgame Coaches Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to Riley Nelson and the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. 66-14, BYU over North Alabama here at Lavelle Edwards Stadium where dusk falls after a beautiful sunny day in late November. Fantastic to have a day like this and things can go sideways with the weather, but it didn't today. It was beautiful. Uh, time for the Mountain America field goal recap. For each field goal BYU makes, Mountain America donates $250 to the American Red Cross. Today, the Cougars made one field goal, one try, one make for Jake. For a running field, a total of 10 field goals this year, he's 10 for 10. That brings the total of 200 rather to $2,500 plus 250 for a 50-yard bonus and another 250 for today. That'll be $3,000 courtesy of Mountain America to the American Red Cross. Let's talk about Jake for a second. That's now four career field goals of 50 or more yards. Only... Uh, only Mitch Payne with eight has more in BYU football history, Kalani. He's playing well, you know, and, and, and I think uh, a lot of credit has to go to the snapper and, and to the holder as well. So, um, And then our punt game, our, our kicking game has been doing really good. I think Rico only had a couple punts today, but uh, he bombs the ball. I don't know what his average would have been, but it, it seemed like he kicked it pretty well today on, in the two reps that he had. And um, it, it helps out having guys that then the kicking game that's so solid and so uh, all that's working. Jake's doing a great job, and and um, you know we feel really good about the, the the strength in his leg and being able to kick it from any distance. Yeah, Rico. I said Mitch Payne. I meant Matt Payne. Matt Payne has eight uh, field goals of uh, fifty or more, and Jake now has four for second all time. Rico's average today was fifty three point five. Yeah, he's a special one, and and like I said, it's just no one's been able to really see him because um, our offense is doing well, and hopefully it stays that way. You know, but uh, we know that he can flip the field for us and. He's just got he's got a, a big strong leg and, and only a freshman. So, coach, you're obviously known primarily for your job that you do, getting the boys prepared and game planning things like that. Little do people know that uh, you know you're very well respected in fashion circles. I thought that the gray <laughs> face mask was uh, quite the nice little touch. I kept I, at first I was like oh, I don't know, but then it kept growing on me, and then I realized well that's the old school. That's Notre Dame's always had a gray. U- USC for a hundred years has done it. Alabama. Um, what did you think about that changeup? Because and, and, and confirm for me, I believe the players are the ones that y- you give them the latitude to make some of those decisions. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and I, I, I feel, well, there's there's a lot of decisions that we we collaborate with the with the players. And when it comes to fashion, and I mean, I I'm still I don't get why people would wear one sleeve or one one tight on their legs. And but I, I guess maybe the left side's cold, the right side's not. I have no idea, but. Uh, at the same time, that's just a sign that I'm getting old. But yeah. <laughs> I do know one thing, that if you allow uh, young men you know, on a team to have a say and, have, and you give them some autonomy and decision-making and you collaborate with them, uh, it could go it could go a long way and, and they could feel ownership in the program and even little things like, like the, the uniform. But we, we do that in so many different things, and um, I think it's a really good way to do it. And, and it's not anything that... Uh, that I thought up of myself. It's what Lavelle did when I was a, a player for him. And and uh, so hopefully we're able to do that and keep that culture going of, of collaborating and allowing the players to have a say and have a feel like that. It's just that I, I want them to feel comfortable coming up and saying something to me or to their to the assistant coaches or to each other about what they would like to see differently, you know. And if it's uniforms, if it's if it's schedule, if it's meeting times, all that stuff, I, I feel like they they would – take the initiative and try to get that done. And, and they're thinking about the program and bigger things rather than just their own personal role. 
on that note, uh, you shared with your team some exciting news for them and the fan base after today's game. Can you tell us what was talked about? Yeah, uh, San Diego State game. Um, you know, I'm surprised that it kept, it was kept secret for Pretty so long. Pretty good job, long. right? Yeah. Pretty good job. And, and and that just, I mean, we can trust the leaders that knew about it uh, on our team, the players. We had a couple that already knew. But, yeah, we're, we're going to be wearing our, the black uniforms against San Diego State uh, with the royal trim. And uh, I, th- I think it looks nice. I mean, black looks good on me because it's a little slimming, and I need all the help <laughs> I can get. You know, so uh, that's why I wear the dark masks and and uh, and try to wear as dark colors as I can, except for on my head, I wear the royal blue. So the blackout is for the San Diego State game, uh, December twelfth. Your leading tackler today, he had five tackles, three solo stops, he had a pick and a pass breakup. Was Malik Moore. And, and Malik's getting more reps as the season goes along here. You need depth at safety. You had Zane out. You got him back a little bit today. But uh, I know you're proud of Malik and how he's coming along. So proud of him. And, and uh, he's, he's, you know, he got banged up and he's coming off an injury. And so I think the thought was that we were probably going to redshirt him this year and, and now being able to have this year where we get guys back and the swing of things. And we knew that he was going to play a little bit more this week. And uh, we wanted Zane to get out there and, you know, uh, shake off some rust a little bit for a couple series. And um, there's still a lot of improvement. There's still ways that these guys can get better. But a lot of good things that we saw from, from Malik and, and um, but also some things that we can improve on from the entire defense. So a lot of good young guys got some good looks and thought they played aggressive and they're physical, and that's the, that's the key. We can build off of guys that are tough and, and, and want to have a physical presence. No one more tough and physical than Tyler Algier. He averaged 10.8 yards per tote today, 141 all in the first half, couple more scores. Dude just puts his head down and, and grinds for you. I love it. Breaks tackles, extremely tough. He's so tough that we can move him over to linebacker at any time to make tackles. And luckily we don't need that because we have a good group of linebackers right now. But that's the type of mindset this kid has, you know, and, and he does a great job in pass pro. And so catches the ball well out of the backfield. And uh, just really happy with what Harvey's done with him and what he's done with the whole position group. And as Sione starts getting more comfortable with with getting back, and as Miles showed up today and did some really good things, we feel good about our group, and we're able to get Kavika some reps there. And and uh, so all that's going to be rolling, and, and hopefully we get Lopini back and ready to go 100% by the time we get to our next game. Yeah, that was it. The hope is that uh, Lopini has the time he needs, right? Yep, exactly. And. And it's nice that we have guys like Kavika that can play on both sides of the ball and, and be able to swing back and forth. Okay, so it's at least one week off, we think, and if it's two, so be it. Uh, San Diego State's the next game you know you have, and uh, you'll be tuned in Tuesday, I presume, Kalani, to those first college football uh, playoff selection committee rankings to see what uh, what the committee thinks of you. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know how that works out. I'm, I'm going to um, try to have a great week of appreciation and gratitude like our prophet asks, and then uh, at the same time try to get our guys better. And there's a lot of things that we can do in the next week, if there's a game or not, right? But we have to take advantage of, of a of room for growth, and uh, I see a lot of guys. I can't wait to get back to Monday and start working. Kalani, thank you for the time. We're grateful for you. We won't have a coach's show this Tuesday to, uh, to, to mention that to you, so I'll say it to you now how grateful we are for you and everything you've done. Uh, for the football program, for Cougar Nation, for our broadcasts and, and, and our game days. And so much appreciation to you, much love to you and your family. We're thankful for you and hope you have a great Thanksgiving week. Hey, thank you for saying that. appreciate it. You guys know I love you, man. Love what you you do, Greg and, and Riley and Mitch. Thank you so much for keeping, uh, you know, keeping all the, 
the fans in place and keeping them all the giving them all the information. I think Greg, you give me some great stuff to think about as a head coach. <laughs> so keep it going. And I'm going to miss you guys. Hopefully we get back soon and in a couple weeks and get back in the game. But thank you so much. Go Cougs. Want to say thank you to the fans. Love you guys and appreciate you. Go right. Cougs. Thank Thanks, you, Kalani. Guys. Okay, have a great week. That's Kalani Sitaka.